the other room the 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 other room podcast and we're back and we're back and we're back yes 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 test one two one two microphone test one two one two this is the other room podcast live and direct from bkk thailand where your host my name is joy aka authority my name is anthony this is our episode 47 yep yep anniversary episode and it's it's christmas episode I thought last week was an anniversary episode. <laughs> no, it was like before anniversary. <laughs> and it was like after anniversary. So we have to do both together anyway. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah this is Christmas episode anyway. So uh Merry yeah. Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody out there. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody around the world, all our listeners from YouTube, from uh, SoundCloud, from Spotify to iTunes, Google Play Store, wherever. Stitchers everywhere, Please, man. you're listening. Happy Merry Christmas to you all. And happy holiday, man. And those of you who are Buhari and APC supporters, you can go and take your Merry Christmas from Jubri El Sudani. Whatever, <laughs> article supporter. Yeah, article supporters, they can receive their Merry Christmas, man. From you? Yeah. Oh, so we're your supporters. If you are there, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, so we're supporters. <laughs> Merry Christmas, man. Do you watch his interview on AIT? I didn't watch oh it. Oh my God, you have it. to. You know what I did? After listening, uh, watching the interview, right? I went to the AIT comment section. Jesus Christ. I mean, like out of, I read through almost like 150 comments. Everybody was like, yo, I'm confused. Yeah, you are the messiah. To save Nigeria. A lot of people who are even APC and PDP supporters started like, yo, with this interview, I know you're the right one. But I saw at least two comments that was against him. <laughs> I was like, yo, that was like, you know, internet. Yeah, there were always been internet they trolls they and whatnot. Yeah. You know, the thing is just that I feel like, well, first, let me say like, you did a good job to, for you to be able to read that much Dude, com- I did, comment. I That's like, a lot of commitment. Yeah. Like one, over, close to 200. You know, I love Shower for the fact that he is who he is, but the thing is just that I kind of resonate with his message, you know, and I, I kind of feel that... Yeah, I think every every youth does. Listening to him kind of rouse up my emotions. So that's why I don't try to listen to him oh, because okay. oftentimes he's he's saying things that I you definitely know. believe, yeah, that I already believe, know yeah, that. Yeah. We already know that this is the way forward, but it's just that people at home can't see it or... The the political system is just against him. Exactly, it's not built for him. The yeah, Nigerian political system is not built. That's for why us. they so found right. a way to make sure he is not part of the debate, or his party is not part of the election debate, because he's definitely gonna two things he's gonna do: first, go against the APC; second, go against the PDP. PDP yeah. Because the mess it is that we we are in right now is from them; it's from both parties. Yeah, yeah. From 1999 to 2015 has been PDP. Then from 2015 to 2018 has been APC. So those I mean, are like, the two major problems. Let's even be sincere to ourselves, right? Most of the people that were in PDP during the um, during those 16 years, they are now in APC. Fact. And those are the people who are in APC, right? And they were in PDP then. Fact. This was like, I don't know why you have to blame any political, blame individual and then see how it goes. You know, we just reset. I think a lot of the problem with Nigeria, we, everybody knows that this is a problem. It's just that we can't find a solution to it because of the hegemony that's already in the system and the fact that you just can't do anything. And when you try to sacrifice yourself to do something, 
Nobody backs you up. And Look you, at the GID on you. Even be, you becomes public enemy. Yeah. They, they, and you have people saying that, don't worry, he thinks he's the only one who can say it, right? He or she will learn lessons. <laughs> After being way. in prison in different uh, detention or remand prisons all over the country. That's the same thing that's happening to DJ Adenyonji for the past 27 days. Even when courts has, different courts has freed him, but they still kept him in detention. And you have people, you have even learned Nigerians, educated Nigerians, who are supporting the abuse of this man's basic human right. The courts has vindicated him, but he's getting oppressed by the political system. Yeah, by the power. And we still have people who are supporting it. So how would how are we gonna have the forces, the third forces that we so much want, that will be able to to deliver us from all of this political hegemony and and the system that is so corrupt? I mean the youth. I'm only uh, like the only people I have problem with are the youth, because I know like trust me, those old heads they are not ready to leave anything behind. They're not ready, and they are already starting like building their their children to. To fit into their own shoes. And there are some youth out there who are still rallying behind them, calling uh say baba, calling articulate, calling this, calling that man. I just see. Sometimes I'll just be on Twitter, I just be reading, man. And my our own brother, James, I have to call him out. I was waiting for him on Twitter a whole day today. He will be on Facebook, yeah. right? Advocating for young people. To take over. Yeah. He will be on Twitter supporting Buhari. Is he a Buhari supporter? I actually? swear to God, you have to see his retweeting. Oh, really? Everything in support of Buhari on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> on Facebook, advocating for for younger people to take over Nigeria. I was like, come on, man. I don't know that he's actually supporting Buhari. He though. is. Yeah, he is supporting Buhari. But it's totally wow. against the article, yeah. Wow. It's completely against the article. Well, I, I don't know, man. In the sense that I don't mind whatever it is everybody do because at the end of the day, there are repercussions for your actions and your inactions. So if you want a continuation of the status quo, then you have to deal with it. You have to deal with the fact that unemployment is rising according to the, st- the data from the National Bureau of Statistics. Then you have to deal with the inflation of the inflation in the economy. You also have to do, deal with the insecurity and every other thing that comes with voting Buhari in. And honestly, you know, I don't, I basically don't even think I have a problem with APC right now. I just have a problem with the fact that they chose Buhari (laughs) as their next, as their presidential candidate, unopposed. You know, when you look at the man, you see that the man is sick, man. He's not mentally fit at this point to be the president. Man. If you look around the, the rank and file of APC, I think they can do better than than Buhari. It's the Kabaz, man. It's the Kabaz. It doesn't matter like... if it's from the north or anything. You can do you can do way better than Buhari for sure. No matter which zone that the presidency has been zoned to, you can find a formidable candidate. It doesn't have to be Buhari. Because the man is just not capable. Like, he should just go back and retire. He just retire and just, just take home. care of yeah. his health. Take care. Then spend time with his sons, his daughters, and his grandkids. Just, I don't really? know. Spend your, pen- your pension. Just stay home. Yeah. 
relax. You're still getting paid anyway. Instead of going out there and disgracing yourself, like he can't even give. I'm not sure if they have a president uh, presidential debate. He's not coming for sure. He would I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But they already scheduled one for January, huh? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Shawara was even trying to show, uh, show them that uh, he's not involved in the presidential debate. Yeah, that's January, what I'm saying. Yeah. That it's it's intentional. Everything is intentional because they know the impact and uh, uh, basically the 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 heat that Shawara is going to bring to the debate. They don't want the smoke. They, they definitely, definitely don't, don't want, want it. Yeah, because his uh, AIT uh, interview, like. Within like five days, already like almost over two hundred views on Facebook. A lot of people started comparing that interview with others in the interview on AIT Facebook page, right? Like this interview do more than a yeah, lot of more engagement yeah, than make more views in, in just five days. It, more than like some interview that has been there for like over a month or more than that. You know, I think one of the things with one problem with media right now is that. I don't think there's any media right now that I know of anywhere in the world that is very that is objective or close to objectivity. No, no, no. Everybody I don't think like, there's no, no, any. No, no, no. They're, they're choosing side. Not even in sports, <laughs> not nah, in any nah, genre nah, of journalism. No. Nah. So the thing is, when you compare Shawares Channel's TV interviews with AIT, you clearly see from the line of questioning that there is some form of bias. Oh yeah, are we like from the interview AIT interview, right? The uh, the they they ask him like, okay, uh, where you came from? Your people are are known to be very uh, rich in culture. They respect elders, right? Yeah. So why are you going against the older people? That that was so fucking unnecessary. I was like, nah. What does respecting nah. our elders has to do with? This? And he replied, like, those are the other, you want me to respect those other that put us put us in this mess. Yeah. The other that strap us off of our, our, what we what were supposed to be ours. You want me to respect those people? God, I was like, yo, why do you have to ask this? It's just so necessary. Yeah, so yeah, let's get into other things, man. We'll get into political. This is not a political podcast, so <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. there's no way we can escape it. We cannot. Yeah, we just have to talk about it a little bit here and there and just move to other things. So, yeah, a lot of shows in Lagos right now. There's been a lot, lot of shows. Nigeria is bobbing right now. Yeah, man. Nigeria is. is For me, the the painful part of for not going to Nigeria this season for me is the fact that the homies who went back to Lagos are going to come back and are going to be dancing badass Zanku. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> yeah, and the moment they start to dance that, it was like, wow. You know, it's like home. they really rub it in your face, like, yeah, this is what I brought back from Lagos, you know. And for me, that's like the painful part of not going home for, <laughs> for the Christmas. Yeah, the painful part of not going home for me is the food. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, the God celebration, damn, the mood itself. The mood, the, 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 the atmosphere, the, like the yeah. environment, the people, man. The banga and all these other things, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The it's, food is like so, so important because you will be so tired. It's different food. But, but at the same time, you know, like 
one of the cool things, uh, one of the things that I felt like, okay, because when I was planning to go back home for the Christmas and New Year's, I was thinking, okay, I'll, I'm probably going to be in Lagos for a while to attend shows. Oh, straight jams, y'all. Yeah, and all yeah. these shows by yeah. all these artists and whatnot. But one of the good things that I'm kind of happy that I didn't make the trip home is that some of the complaints coming from these shows is the same thing that we've talked about in the previous episodes of this podcast, like late last year and early this year. Problems like one, shows beginning like three, four hours late, late. Oh, then announced on, time. That's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't, it frustrates me that People can't really people put in... have to wait, you know, standing, standing, standing. I can't trust Lagos traffic this time. At all. You know, people put in, like fans trying to show love. They put in so much effort and time into their so schedule much commitment. and commitment and making sure they get to the venue on time. Then a show that is slated for like 8 p.m. is starting like 1 a.m. Oh, nah. That doesn't nah, that's sound bullshit. good. That's bullshit. You know... This is not even about okay. We know the usual corporates of this kind of things. People like Whiskey, people like uh, Olamide. I mean, now they but started, now they started feeling like they are above the fun that is fading them, right? But now that you have people like Simi and Adekunle Gold having shows that starts three, four, five hours late. Yeah, I, I read uh, Simi's Sim apology. She apologized for us. Um, Th late. There's no way you can apologize for being <laughs> four hours late to your fucking show. Because <laughs> it's Nigeria, man. It's not African time. Like, what kind of logistics <laughs> is that? Like, you have 11 or 12 fucking months to plan this show. You have to prepare for it. Every big artist in Nigeria know that they definitely must have their own headline concert at the Every end year, of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's short. There is no taking it away from that. So you already know that this is something that's going to happen. Now we already know like we're going to have another Simi concert oh. in December oh, yeah. 2019. 19, yeah. But you're going to have the same repeated issues. Okay, you, you know, some of the organizers will complain that, oh, Nigerians come to shows and they don't dance and they don't bop to the music. Which why music? Do you, why do you fucking put cheers in cons at concerts? Who goes to concert, uh, concert to, to, to sit oh, in you, a chair? Okay, you're saying people are sitting at oh. uh, in the concert. If there are no chairs, would they sit? I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make so much money. They have a VIP, uh, VIP table where they sell like Fact. probably like one million VIP. Fact. And then your complaint, the thing is, they put these VIP tables in the front because obviously so these people can be comfy, right? And be right in front of their audience. That should and be I, backstage. I mean, like very but, close but, to the stage. But somehow, know. who wants to sit backstage while everybody is, else is standing that, just no, to be no, at the show? That is how it is. Like most of the international shows, right? People who uh, who book the VIP, that means you got so close to the, to, to the artists that they are performing, right? So you can't be in the crowd. There's no way it can be in the crowd. Yeah. So the crowd is for the fan. Yeah. People who are standing, who want to dance. Yeah. I don't know why it's so difficult for us to get 
these little things right about shows in Nigeria. Yeah, and then we're blaming politicians. <laughs> you know, like artists come around, play track two, track three, track four. Miami, without putting, along, yeah, yeah, without really putting effort into making everything natural and creative so the audience can feel like the process you went through yeah. in the studio trying to put these things together. Okay, experience it in real time. Okay, that's, that's on its own. You guys have been organizing concert yearly and you've seen other people even before now and you know we still have the same recurring problem. There's a difference between, okay, comedy, uh, a comedy club or a comedy show than a concert. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, they're so, so, they're so, trying to organize it the way they organize the if com- you put, uh, If you show. fucking put cheers at concerts, people are going to sit on it. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. But if there are no chairs, there's nothing for people to sit on. They will definitely stand and somehow they'll bop to it. Yo, are you you going to concert to sit down? Hell no. What is the point? What is is the point of going to concert? If it's not an artist that actually will make me stand up and bop to the music, I'm not going. I'm not going, yeah. I'm just not going out there. And going out to concerts and to shows in Lagos on its own has its own risk. Yeah. Because you can just get your phone stolen, you can get robbed at one point. (laughs) And for the female fans, it's even risky for them. Like, people will just randomly touch you. And those are the people who even pay more to come to the shows. Yeah. The female fans. So I don't even expect that at this point that we should be having some of this problem like tardiness where artists are coming late to their shows. And I don't even know how I feel about this where... Okay, last night was uh, Olamide Live, which is Olik 5. Olamide Live concert in Lagos. Okay. Olik 5. And at the same time, was in uh, was Whiskey's Made in Lagos show. So somehow, they said Olamide, uh, Whiskey left his concert, his own show, to go, go perform. To, at Olamide show. At Olamide show. So as much as, that? <laughs> as much as you can say, okay, that's an appreciation of friendship and whatnot. Okay. But st- at the same time, I still feel like, really? Why That's they fuckery. Even, why do they even schedule show same time? Same city? I don't city. know, man. I don't know. These guys are two big artists. They don't need to have the same show the same day. You basically put the the, the fans in a tight position exactly. to decide. Yeah, exactly. You don't, Do you know how much you would make if the show was like a week different. Because a lot of people that come to your show, we go to all our... Uh, uh, a lot of people that comes to David show, we go to... That comes to Whiskey's show, we go to uh, David show. A lot of people that goes to David show want to come to Whiskey's show. But if it's like a week different, right? You can see... You can have the same crowd in your own show instead of dividing the crowd. At least um, this guy... Uh, Boy is having his show on the 26th. And I don't think there's any other show on that same day. Let's hope At so. At least that, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I mean, you still have long time. Put you your 26, own. 27, 28, 29. On 26. So yeah, I mean, like, like, they still even have long, long time for show. Like, they, they, there's going to be show until probably January 5th. So this culture of disrespecting uh, the fans basically needs to stop. Like, it just needs to stop. And because... The fans somehow... Those are the people that's feeding you, man. You have to respect them. Yeah. Respect their money. Respect their dollar. Respect their hustle. You know, it's some of these things that even make me 
question once again that do you really want to go to concerts in Lagos? Because if I'm going out there thinking, okay, I'm going to stand for for maybe four hours, and at the end of the day, the artist is not even out or the performance I, haven't even started four hours later. I don't even have the Which energy. means <laughs> I'm going to be standing for eight hours. My knees can't hold me. I don't have, I don't have that much energy. <laughs> I don't have that power to go out stand so, because of one person, man. I don't, I so I don't even know if I want to ever go back home and be like, I want to go to some of these No, I can concerts. go to private shows, you know, like private, a private show where like well-organized show, concert now. Nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so no. in the spirit of that, let's talk about um, the controversy of the week. <laughs> so yeah controversy of the week <laughs> so if you're just joining us this is the other room podcast with anthony and joel episode 47 yeah so wherever it is you're listening to us you can find us on youtube on spotify stitcher itunes google google play store google podcast stitcher and uh what is it called iheart radio yeah we're, we're everywhere, everywhere man <laughs> basically we're everywhere yeah so basically um in the entertainment industry, the controversy of the week is Olamide and um, Lil Cash feature. Oh, oh, so oh, yeah, a logo Benz. A logo Benz. It has certain um, it has certain lyrics, which is considered very obscene, very immoral, and very very disrespectful. Very very very, and he's promoting what is not supposed to be promoted. And and even very criminal in yeah. the in the actual sense. So, basically, what he says is that if money no enter, I go do blood money. Oh God! <laughs> so if there is no money, like if you can't find a source of income, then you will have to do ritual. money ritual. To make money. And for those who are non-Africans or non-Nigerians who are listening to us, basically what it means that you would have to kill someone. You have to sacrifice someone within your family or someone or a stranger or some sort of human to be able to perform some diabolical charms or some, some things. Anyway, just to make money. And... Nigeria has always had this culture of of money rituals Ritual, yeah. or blood money, like for the past for a couple of decades anyway. And for those who've been able to watch some of these things, it plays out in Nollywood movies. Yeah, a lot. A lot. A lot. But I think based on the way the Nigerian economy has been for the past few years, especially since Buhari took over. The rate of blood increase, money yeah. has spiked, yeah. has increased, especially these days where we have younger people doing blood money. I think we talked about blood money. Yeah, we talked about yeah we in, talked about uh, a recent episode yeah. that featured uh, Chuni. Yeah. So why we're talking about this is the fact that we feel that a person I don't know about you, I feel like Olamide and Lil Kesh are glorifying blood money that's what they're doing there's no way he tr he was trying to twist it he was trying to like there's nothing there's nothing he can do that you would it's purely just, it's honestly just hard. glorify that I know you make it sound for, for the straight but just with is a, a world you can change the whole thing to even say you're, you're, you're creating awareness 
It's hard to spin. Yeah, because it's like if you if you don't make money, you go do blood money. Yeah. What if you say if you don't make money, please not go do blood money? What is the difference? Sonically, you still have to follow the same vibe. It's it's the same vibe. You know, I just listened to that song for the first time yesterday. I listened to it like two days ago. I listened to it yesterday a couple of times. And even the part where it says, if I know get money, if money no enter, I go do blood money. That part was actually sang by Olamide himself. And this is the same person who's been caught in different controversies yeah. as the kind of message he, yes. he portrays, where he's always singing about uh, Tramador. Tramador, yeah, dr- drugs. And, and all these other drugs and whatnot. Yeah. So to now go to this extent, and he's somehow be caught in, also in controversy of promoting rape culture in uh, one of his songs. Can't remember was was the name of this song so for him now to be the same person who's in the spotlight on this Again, catch yeah. feature is what's really problematic to a lot of people and this time around it's like he went really low this like, one is really low because like how low can you get there's no way you can you can you can twist this man there's no way you can okay just to hold yes. like just to play it's the devil's your, advocate right you know, a couple of people questioned uh, the rationale behind the music and everything. Let me read out a tweet by Daddy Mo. And he then Lil Kesh replied to the tweet. Daddy Mo said, why is the new Lil Kesh and Olamido song promoting stroke glorifying ritual killing stroke blood money? Why must you use terrible lyrics like this? If money no enter, I go do blood money. That's the lyrics in question. So he continued. He said, there needs to be a line that you can't cross yeah. when it comes to lyrics in music. This is one of them. So he posted this on Twitter. He tweeted this. So he kind of blew up everywhere else. He went also on, on Instablog. And you know, when anything gets to Instablog oh, in yeah. Nigeria, then the rest of the whole of Nigeria has seen zero. it. Yeah, there's zero. Viral virus. So then Lil Kesh replied to the tweet. I'll go, okay, I'll later go to some of the details. Anyway, the but let yeah. me just say the reply. If money no enter, I go do blood money. Talk your own. We know they promote waiting down they exist. Now awareness would they do so? What? Would they what? do now awareness would they do so? Spread your pata. At owner's risk because one kakpatao. First, let me even say personally. What I, part I'm, of that I, is read, awareness? I read this tweet to, to actually make it Sound make like, sen- like make sense to people. Yeah. Because there was no punctuation in this tweet that I read out. So let me read this tweet out without punctuation. So that you see the difference between me trying to actually make sense of this. If money no enter, I go do blood money. You talk your own. We know they do. We know they promote waiting down they exist. Now awareness would they do so? Spread your part at your owner's risk because one cap part out. Are you are you really creating an awareness Basically, or are you supporting what has been going on forever? I felt like even with this tweet, he tried to double down. Yes, that's what like, he did. Yeah. You know, he said, if money no enter, I go do blood money. I'm still going to do it. 
so basically he doubled down with that. He said, talk your own. Like, you can say whatever it is you want to say, but we've said what it is we want to say. And then he goes to the part like, oh, if you spread your pants, have to be careful. It's at your own risk risk because boys are stealing people's pants for money rituals. So then, after maybe a few days or a couple of hours, Olamide finally responded. Yeah, I read his response. So Olamide said, Logo Benz is for the third party to have a glimpse. Glimpse of what? Into the current state of youth in our society. (laughs) God damn it. Open bracket, runs girl and runs boys. Close bracket. I'm not sure if there's anything like too much awareness, but pardon me if there is. It's all over the news. It's always been in movies. Don't box musicians. Oh yeah, that is the only. That is always excuse they use. Don't keep us in a box. That you know, is the so thing stupid. is, if I really want to go into this, I have a lot of problem with starting from Lil Kush. Like, let's even start from Lil Kush before we come down to to Olamide. The fact that this guy decides to double down is a level of disrespect. For the fans. No, oftentimes I say that as someone who, who studied communication, you always don't have to respond to certain controversies. Yes. They will die off. Sometimes silence is the perfect thing for it to die off. You just let it die off with it's a wave. Something you know, there's something always will happen the, tomorrow and just cover it up. The new circle <coughs> will kill whatever it is. There is a controversy that's brewing without you responding. Something else will happen, especially now that we're in December. There are too much activity happening at the same time that nobody will even see anything. You probably don't need to respond to this because even the way he responds, I I kind of question his level of education. Like Add insult on injury. Add injury to insult. You know, like, first, there's no punctuation. At all. I have a problem with that because it shows that a person that a lot of youths are looking up up to is not even educated to write a proper sentence. And that's the problem with the Nigerian society. Some of the people will glorify as artists or role models to the younger generation because I don't see Olamide or Lil Kesh as a role model to me. Forward. Neither do are they in any way influencing me. Like <laughs> apart, I, don't, I don't even listen to that music. I can't just sit at home and say, oh, I want to listen to you, Cash. <laughs> or I want to listen to Olamide. Ah, that won't shame me. <laughs> they bring that insult. So but then we know a lot of people on the street, a lot of young upcoming teenagers listen to these guys. And they are influenced by the choices and the lyrics. Uh-huh. of these people's yeah. music. So now, where I have a problem with Olamide is that he's trying to play the victim here. It's reverse psychology. Yeah. He's no. saying like, don't box musicians. Nobody's keeping any That's box. victimhood. No. no. That, oh, you people are trying to box us. That we shouldn't talk about certain things. You know, nobody has a problem with you talking about certain things. Well, it's the Case way you go about point, it. Yeah. It's the way you go about fouls, it. This is Nigeria. I don't think there's been a criticism of that song. What that song received has been applause and 
global recognition, especially from Nigerians in diaspora and Nigerians at home, because the song encapsulates our present problem, the insecurity, the corruption, the religious bigotry and everything. Okay, you say you're creating awareness about a social phenomenon that is problematic. But the awareness you're creating is purely negative. And we can't add into the whole situation because there's a lot of those guys that will be on drugs in the street of Lagos that we hear these lyrics and we go, hey, no, Fact. tomorrow they're going to do Fact. money. Fact. And those are the people, those are the people you targeted. Those are your audience. You see, personally, most in, of his, like those street, uh, street guys, most of them are alcoholic, most of them are drug addicts. So when they induce these stimulants, They'll definitely, they'll probably follow this list. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. You know, when people are talking on, especially the Twitter folks, I don't think Olamide's targeted audience or fans are on Twitter. No, they're in the street. There are people on the street. There are the people we, we see as disposable. Yeah, they're on the street. It is those people who are more vulnerable to listen to these lyrics and act. I'm not going to listen to a, a, an Ola Media lyrics and yeah. then I'll be like, I want to act. For what? No matter how inspirational it is. Like, fuck no, Ola Media's music is not for me. I know people whose music inspires me. It's not Ola Media. It's never been. But his music is not targeted for people like me. Even when they, that during those period that there was like a lot of drugs in the street of Lagos was singing about our uh, science student. Yeah. And now, now that this... This uh, ritual thing is becoming so uh, problematic in Nigeria. Now you're singing about if you don't make money, you're gonna be. Come on, man. You can't like be better, man. You too can't, much you awareness. Be... You're not creating awareness. awareness. No, you're glorifying, stroke promoting awareness. Blood ritual. Exactly. Basically, that's, what, that's what it is. You know, when this whole thing blew up, it became a controversy. I try to put myself in Olamide's management team, especially his PR team, that how are they going to be able to spin this? There's a way to do that. I remember one morning I was trying to make breakfast. I was just thinking of it like, how do you spin this where it doesn't hurt the the artist and it creates a soft landing in the public? That? Just a little bit damage control. So. You know, like damage control, <laughs> but I don't think this is a damage control. This is there is no, 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 no. No, it's oh, not. No, was, he didn't even supposed to speak. Exactly, because I think it's a Lil Cash. He he got featured on the on the song anyway, yeah, but he was the anything. one who was singing. If money no enter, I go do blood money. I think he was the one singing it. So maybe he felt like okay, one, he's a bigger artist. Two, he was the one singing that lyrics, so he needed to respond. But personally, I wouldn't have responded. So since Lil Cash decided to respond, let him take the heat. But at the same time, I should also try to be like, okay, how can you spin this? You know, I I felt like they at first they tried to do a good job with saying, okay, uh, logo Benz is a glimpse into the current state of our youth in our society. But then when they went into oh, there's nothing like too much awareness. Dude, that is not that is you just know sounds, deep down. Just so stupid. Then you're not creating awareness. You know deep I mean, you down. Can, no, you can fool the people in the street, not... Not people no, who no, actually no, know no, their no, rights from their no, left. Not, not people like us. How do you create awareness with this? Okay, he talks about the case that, okay, okay, for people who's been supporting Olamide and 
I, I know people personally on Twitter who have been holding brief for Olamide and Lil Kesh. And one of the arguments is that, oh, Nollywood movie has been promoting uh, blood money. Have, uh, we not be, of, have we not been criticizing uh, uh, Nollywood movie for that? It's even one of the things that Olamide regurgitated here. He said it's all over the news. It's always been in movies. But why do you have to repeat it? The problem with this and that of Nollywood is that Nollywood creates a scenario then they, they always where it ends exactly that <laughs> side effect. there's always a side effect at the end of the day no matter how, how rich you, you are where you, whether you talk about Peter Edochi whether you talk about uh, who, who else can I even think of offhand Anayo or Kanayo or Kanayo or is this some local or is Shegwan Rinze that do that, that commits the sacrilege of blood money at the end of the movie, yeah, you always see where they end up. They teach us that lesson that yeah. it might be rosy but for now, end. but at the end, this is what happens. It's destruction. Even when they do it, they try to show us with the plot of the movie towards the end that there's always a form of discomfort where you build a special room for it. You have certain things you so cannot you have, do. Yeah, I have to keep some secret or you yeah. have some So basically, you stress your yourself out. Yeah. You have certain constraints. And then at the end of the day, you can't keep up. It leads to destruction. Yeah. But this music does not, within the four or five There's minutes. There's not even disclaimer. Disclaimer on this yeah, song. Yeah. There's not that disclaimer. This song that does this not promote, promote this. Or this. Yeah. Or you don't even try just... to you don't even try to paint a scenario where I don't I, we'll I, see I, the yeah, end. exactly. That is why I think Nigerian artists are still far behind. They cannot create a story. There's no in their lyrics, they cannot create a story. They're no storytellers. Yeah. I don't even think Lolamide is a storyteller. He's neither not. Is, neither is Lil Cash. You He's know, not. the thing they feed off of is the fact that the streets, streets, yes, we exactly. are on the that's street. Yeah. So that's what they feed off of. Okay, let me point an example of creating awareness. One of the award-winning songs within the past decade in Nigeria's songs as for rappers is Cry by Mode 9. Yeah, oh, God damn it. That's what Mode 9 tried to do is he tried to paint a picture of two friends that grew up together. They went to college, which is to the university. They belonged to two rival gangs. It led to the destruction of both of them. What did Modnai do with that song? He did not promote cultism. No. He basically said, okay, this is what happens in our universities. But what happens at the end of the day, it leads to their destruction. destruction, And we can all relate to it. And that a song became an award-winning song. So and you can actually visualize that, even though you don't belong to any cult. I don't even think he shot the video <clears throat> no, for that. I don't, no, I don't for that see song. The video, yeah. But you can visualize. You can see it from oh, the storytelling yeah, yeah. that this is what is happening. Like each scene, the plot of the whole song. That okay, this is what this guy is driving at. But what did Lil Kesha and Olamide do with the song? Okay, you could. Find a way to make it seem like, okay, if you do blood money, this is what's going to happen. Exactly. But they failed. Maybe they had good intentions going into that song, but they failed. And I don't think they had good intentions because these guys have been stretching the boundary, especially with the promotion of Tramadol, science, science student, student, rape culture, 
and this other vice is coding diets. So they keep stretching the boundary to where we now find ourselves where artists are promoting blood money, like for real, really. Oh, this, 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 this nah, the lowest man. low, man. Nah, oh, this man. is basically the low of the low. You know, oh, man. And, and one thing I have a problem with is generalization, where people say, oh, Nigerians, Nigerian artists are not, are not trying. That, oh, they always have one problem or the other with their songs or whatnot. I don't think Modna has, produ- has promoted any social vices. Neither has MI. Neither has Adikunle Good or Simi or Asa. So Those people are really... Those, those, those are the people who are making music. Yeah. So, as much as we want to criticize a lot of artists like all these uh, Shaku Shaku guys or Reminis and these other guys on how they promote a drug culture, we can still also be able to separate some artists from them that, oh, listen, these artists have never in any way, manner, or form, promoted social vices in our society. Well, the problem is those, those, those people who are really doing a great job, nobody heard about them. Yeah. You know? And that's the problem. You know, at the same time, I feel like we need to tell the stories of these artists. Like, Assad has done a good job over the years. Oh, God. Like, Adekunle Good and Simi are doing a good job. Faust, come on. I think he, he, he gave us one of the best socially... Conscious song of the year, of the year yeah. when it comes down to Nigeria. Yeah, he gave us one of the was hood, yeah. most socially conscious song. So you can't just lump everybody together and generalize that oh, Nigerian artists don't even sing, don't even have lyrics or anything. There are, yeah, we understand that majority of them don't have proper lyrics that that defends the moral of our society. But we still have a few outliers. Much, much, even much more. Because, like, how many people you listen to? How many Nigerian artists they really listen to? Is it uh, uh, Davido, Olamide, Whiskey, or who? How many of them that are actually making the international waves that that people are uh, judging Nigerians from? Do you know how many, like, uh, the Kutis and the Egyptian, or Egypt, and all those guys? You have to listen to how they perform. And just like those people are not even like typical so called Afrobeat artists, but we just have to give them the badge yeah. of Af- uh, Afrobeat. The real Afrobeat music doesn't even support things like that at all. At all. So, what else? What else is going on? What do you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Um... I just want to say something real quick about uh, J. Cole. J. Cole named dropped uh, DSJ and uh, Macau Folds. Oh, on yeah, when he was yeah, Savage he was, yeah, a lot. for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that was the new album I was playing before he came. Oh, okay. I haven't really listened and to it. I wanted to, to post the like list. Uh, like this album is surprisingly good. Yeah, I think I did, dude, 21 I did, Savage I didn't has... expect myself listening to whole album of Tundra Savage. I yeah. didn't even think it. That album was good. I actually post like the uh, a lot. Jacob uh, made Macau Foods cool, cool again, you know, like I think he did a really good job for Macau's PR. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like this guy who's been sconed by the NBA world as maybe a borderline draft bust at he's this point. He's not, man. He's not. 
You know, basically, like, that's what everyone is saying. Yeah. Because if you look at his draft class, if they are going to redraft that class he's, now, he will not be a first-round draft. Yeah, he's probably going to be. But he got you know? injured. He have to rehab. <clears throat> Try to learn how to shoot again. Then another something happens. It's not easy. And it's you know, I, young, I feel man. like Jacob buys him a little bit of time. Yeah. In our consciousness, yeah. that, okay, maybe we should give this guy time because time, yeah. J. Cole just make it cool that, yo, they fucked this dude up. We know nobody fucked him up. Or, but And at the same time, you can say, okay, maybe they fucked him up in the sense that they didn't properly diagnose his problem on time. So a lot and of the it, things... And again, and again, they fucked him up by trying to change how he should. Yeah. Imagine if Lakers trying to change Lonzo Ball how... Uh, the way, way of shooting. Form, yeah. He's going to start from square one. He's going to start learning again. You know, one thing that I basically don't even believe is changing an adult's shooting form. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go that no. route. No. You don't have to do you that You don't have to all. do that. If they've been doing it, if, if it has been a winning form, like where they hit knockdown shots, let them keep doing it. Yeah, because the problem is NBA, they think in NBA you have to follow the pattern of yeah. this shoulder, uh, your your elbow in front of your face, way of shooting. Everybody don't no. have to shoot like that. Look at guys like uh, Joe Ingles. He has a very unorthodox shooting form. But he knocks down trees every game. At least if you're going to rank like the top 20 uh, highest three-point made in the NBA last season and this season, Joe Ingles is definitely one of them. And he shoots very unorthodox. And there are different players in the NBA that doesn't shoot like everyone else. As long as it works for you, then keep Just doing, keep doing keep it. Keep doing it. Like <laughs> it. it's a basic knowledge thing where they say if it ain't broken, don't fix don't it. Don't fix it. Yeah, that's what they did to Fox. Man. It's like there's nothing you can do, and that it's mentally. Uh, and then oh, they, they said he's suffering from TOS, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's this guy who plays for the Nigerian national team, Ben Uzo, who actually suffered from the same syndrome back in the days. So somehow Ben Uzo has become like a form of support for Macau Foods, yeah. right? I've been through this. Yes, you have to. Nobody knew it, this was yeah. going on with me. Keep your head up. But I just couldn't make shots and... You know, he was basically bounced around the G League. And then he ended up overseas. Then he had no choice than to play for the Nigerian national team. So he went to the Olympic with Nigeria. He won the Afro basket with Nigeria in 2016, I guess, or 2015. So he's a very active member of the Nigerian national basketball team. So he's been helping him through. And then, like, to have... J. Cole also shout out DSJ as Dennis Smith Jr. It's also a big one because I think they are from the same hometown anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they just got that hometown love for each other. And well, yeah. Good though, yeah. That was, yeah. That was pretty I'll cool. That was it, pretty yeah. cool. Like, yeah, during the week. J. Cole is doing a great job though. I don't yeah. Know, yeah. He's doing like, he's been killing every track he functioned on this, this year. He's just been killing it, man. Fact. It's like destroying devices. Like, I just know, feel like if down. there are people out there who think they want to feature J. Cole, they shouldn't do it this year. 
Just wait till next day. Because he's basically killing like guys <laughs> killing on their own yeah. shit. He's killing every versus, man. Every yeah. track, he's like, fuck it. Even with Bass, he killed Bass on his own shit killing and whatnot. everybody, man. I don't know. And this, this night is becoming so, uh, how would I put it? So, I don't want to use the word work. I hate that. <laughs> no, I, I think Jaco has always been consistent with his he's message. He's so conscious, you know? yeah. He's like, yeah. So- he's always been consistent and I like the fact that unlike a year ago or a few months ago where he just checks out on everybody on social media where yeah, he just yeah. in he's his own gonna, bubble. Yeah, he's not going to do that He's been anymore, able to yeah. address that with Angie Martinez. Yeah, yeah, the interview. Yeah. And he's not even doing that anymore. And, you know, it's good to see, to occasionally or weekly see a J. Cole tweet. Tweet, yeah. You know, like a few hours ago, he was tweeting like, pray for Sudan. Oh, because yeah, that of was, the like, things that that was like, two, I saw that two days ago. Yeah, two days ago yeah. or a day ago, you yeah. know. I saw that, yeah. You know, so immediately I was like, oh shit, was like, what's happening in Sudan? Yeah, yeah, then I kind of looked it up. Local like, I happening. saw like, okay, yeah. okay, there's been a spike in human rights abuses and whatnot and he just feels like there's a need to bring an awareness to this and this is basically not something that a lot of people know. A lot about. of rappers even care about or talk about, you know. I feel like a lot of, especially American rappers, they just care about their immediate society yeah. without looking at, oh, we have a much more bigger influence with people around the world or we can be able to speak about other things that happen to other black people around exactly. the world. So, uh, not to cut you off, so I was reading a Twitter on, on Twitter, right? And Guy actually posted something like, the moment PDD let Joe Biden, right, vibe to Fela Anikulakbo Kuti's music, his career has been skyrocketed. Mm, you remember early this year, right? Yeah, when yeah, yeah. PDD invited Joe to his house before the uh, before the uh, state of culture contract, that was like far, far. That was like talking about, mm-hmm. yeah. So he was actually PDD was playing uh, Fela's music. Yeah, yeah. So alongside with Swiss Beat, right? Yes, he was like everybody. Like Joe was there dancing. <laughs> so in a way, some guys on Twitter just find a relation to that. Like, yeah, they always, yeah. Is that to this? No, I think Joe Biden is killing it this year. He's, he's killing it. He's ki- oh god damn it! He's, he's killing money, it yeah. for sure. The, yeah. No, it's just like the fact that he's able to dissect the artist's mind. Like lyrics by lyrics, he's able to speak about his peers. Like his peers, the artistic process, the creative process of creating music and what he thinks is going through their mind. And also being an an industry insider. Yeah. Knowing a lot of the things that, yeah, yeah. he got so much to give to the fans out there. And, you know, he's made his mark and he's, his people's got love for him, and oh yeah, he proposed to see. Propose, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, nigga, <laughs> yo, <laughs> life show, man. <laughs> yeah, she won't stop flaunting the ring, man. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know because <laughs> all over her eyes. I just feel it's kind of weird. <laughs> so happy, I don't know. Man. I, I don't just know. feel it's kind of weird, you know, like saying Joe Biden proposing. <laughs> you know, I was feeling like, is this for real? Sorry, for real. Because you just real. feel like, you know, yeah. the way. Joe Biden talks about his relationship with he's so Sin, right? Open, yeah. I feel like he's just okay with the status quo that he doesn't need to push it any further. He's like, oh, my girlfriend. He doesn't even say my baby mama or whatnot. He yeah, just says, oh, Sin. 
or my girlfriend and this. So I just feel like he's comfy in I mean, whatever they yeah. got going and he doesn't want to like ruin it or screw it up. So the moment I saw the proposal, I was like, okay, Joe. Dude, do you listen to the new episode? He said she started planning for the wedding already. <laughs> like, <laughs> my bitch, my just fucking proposal. I'm not ready for a wedding yet. And she started like planning for everything. <laughs> she know the dates. She know what she's going to wear. I was like, take it easy. Joe is killing it. So it's this right time to do everything you got to do. You know, like he's got. Yeah, the money is there. The money is coming in. So he's got everything working for him. So yeah. So how is everything going on in the street? In the street of BKK? I don't even know what's happening in Bangkok because I've not been out in like forever. Oh yeah, I had a marathon last week. Yeah, I don't even go out now because whenever it's like 1 a.m., I'm already sleepy. So <laughs> even like on Friday, okay, I was out on a date. One of my exes, ex whatever <laughs> invited me out like oh let me take you out so she took me it's been an x x x x shit yeah so she took me to this really cool and fucking expensive restaurant on rooftop you know we just had the like we were having spaghetti of like of like 80 dollars what and i was what? like wait i'm not this rich okay like i don't think i've ever had spaghetti that's more than 15 dollars i was who spent <laughs> You know, yeah, she she was like, oh, she's gonna pay anyway. But I just feel like this is so bourgeois, you know, like Dude, so. I once, I once, me and Dave once had, so. had cocktail of uh probably eighty dollars too. Like, oh no, let's say seventy, almost like two thousand baht of one cocktail. I was like, uh, no, I was like, oh, no, this no. You know, so we just were done, and then we went back to hers, and she was like, oh stay over for the night I was like nah I'm feeling sleepy and I miss my bed I feel oh, like no. now it just hits me when when Drake say uh, I only I love, love my bed, bed and my mom I feel sorry. like now I have so much love for my bed that <laughs> sleeping on another surface it's I'm not, kind of it's feel not, it's not a thing I'm gonna do for now right I kind of feel like I don't want to cheat on my bed okay I just want to <laughs> sleep at home yeah, so I don't really know what's the word yeah, on the street or what's happening. Talking about talking about ex, I received some tests from my ex too, out of nowhere. He was like, "What's up? How you doing?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm good." Like you free? Oh, nah, I'm out. Then the conversation leads to something. Something leads to something. So I'm not gonna say the rest. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, he just got your imagine. exes though. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the exes? Uh, the recent one. Which one is the recent one? Which one was the recent one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been on some trash nigga shit, so I don't know. I'll be so washed. I just, everything that comes my way this day, I'm just... Which is the I'm recent just, ex? <laughs> it's a code word. Uh, the not so long ex. It's not so long ex. Uh, which one do you know? Who Hijabi? was the last one? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so I don't even know anything since the last, since that one. You know, I told, I told you what happened after that that one, that the other one came back and we kick it for a while then. Yeah, so is it her? Oh, yeah, she just come for a night. She okay. Missed, she missed the D. <laughs> so I can't oh, be... Oh, man, I can't you're be, trash. I can't be stingy. I'm worst. You're trash. <laughs> They're worst, man. I can't be stingy with that. She wanted it and I give it to her, so... It's over. 
and do, and I I missed out on a um on a potential pay potential pay just to help her out. I was I was supposed to go meet uh the Russian well, girl. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I was yeah. supposed to go to her place. But the yeah. test was like uh she tested late. And the I can't cancel yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. can the appointment. I was like, yeah, I'll say it next. Next time, right? Oh fuck it. I, that takes but yeah, time. but Stanford <laughs> students got like 17 days off for the weekend for for the holidays. So seven yeah, yeah. So yeah, she was like the parents are coming. The the mom the mom and the sister coming over, so Oh yeah. Uh um oh, nah, I'm not going out. It was like, oh, if you want to meet them, it's okay. I'm like, just no. I don't know. I'm just so bored of of partying or doing anything on the streets right now. So I don't even know what's the word on the street. Yeah, I don't really go that far though. I was like only sway home, sway home, penta. Yeah, yeah. yeah Someone so. told me they saw you at Penta on Friday. Oh yeah. Because I was out I was out with friends last night. So oh, it's like, oh, we saw your brother at Penta on Friday. I don't even know I don't even know which day was Friday and which day was Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Every day think, is yeah. like weekend right yeah. now. Because me and Dave we've been on some marathon shit. Uh, I think on Thursday it was me, Dave, Uncle Mike. Yeah, Dave oh, texted me which day. I can't even remember. He oh, me. God. Yeah, we've been on some marathon shit for uh, the whole way. 12-20 on the 28th, which is like four days ago. Four yeah. days ago is like yes. Wednesday, I guess. Wednesday or say? Thursday. <laughs> just say sway, whatever, whatever. Oh, he said sway five minutes. That's what he tested me. Five minutes, <laughs> just said 25. Sway 25. Oh, he tested Uncle Mike the same thing. That means he's telling you, come to sway in 25 minutes. You know, I was like, is it 25 minutes or no, on the 25th, 20, you know? 25 minutes. Come to Sway in 25 minutes. He tells me, Sway in five minutes. Uh, okay, I, I was already on my way to Sway then. <laughs> like, Sway. Oh, come on, Dave. <laughs> it's still Sway in 25 minutes. No Sway in 25. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was on Wednesday, on Thursday. Was, I knew he was uh, probably drinking, so. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to drink it's like since 3 p.m., like the whole night. Uh, the next day again. I was like, yeah, man, it's like so much, so much alcohol. I really have to. Well, yeah, a lot of us ranting about our lives, man. So, oh, yeah, thank you, everybody, thank for all who's listening, listening. To, to the Iron Podcast. Uh, Merry Christmas to y'all. Yep, so we'll see y'all before the, for the, for the New Year's. Yes, and, uh, yeah. probably we're going to have a little bit of break, right? I want to talk about that. No, no, no. We're going to be here before the New Year's. Yeah, before the New Year. After the New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a little we'll bit have, of break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I think we'll have a lot of episodes for people to catch up with yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. so probably we might be off whole January, which yeah. I don't think is going to be album, but there might be a calling because I'm planning for something. Okay, then. So, so yeah, yeah. There might be a calling. Um, probably. We'll always just drop something anyway. Yeah. So. There might be a calling episode. So it's going to be like, it's going to be fun. I, I have that figured out already. So don't worry. Okay, then. Oh, I mean, it might be the new, <laughs> the new year gift, the early new year gift before we go on long break. Long new year break. Yeah. All right, guys. See you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Order Room podcast. And we're your host. My name is Joy, aka Authority. My name is Anthony. See ya. See ya. Bye.